this episode, we deep dive into Ethan Larsh's journey as a singer-songwriter. Frederick, get ready to be inspired by his passion for music and his incredible talent. Ethan shares with us his humble beginnings, starting out as a young musician with big dreams. He talks about the challenges he faced and the hard work he put in to hone in his craft. From playing at small gigs at local bars to traveling and performing with a band, Ethan's dedication and perseverance has paid off. Throughout the interview, Ethan opens up about the evolution of his music. He discusses how his style has developed over the years, influenced by different genres and artists. His unique blend of psychedelic rock and country creates a sound that captivates audiences and leaves them wanting more. During the podcast, we are treated to a special live performance of Ethan's original song, Last Big Score. The YR Studio provides the perfect intimate setting for this soulful performance, allowing listeners to truly connect with the emotions behind the lyrics. As the episode comes to a close, we encourage you to stick around and listen to the full performance of Ethan's song. It's a powerful and heartfelt performance that showcases his incredible vocal range and songwriting skills. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, we invite you to follow the Why Arts podcast and share it with a friend. By supporting local artists like Ethan Larsh, we could help them reach a wider audience and continue creating beautiful music. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be set away by the talent and passion of Ethan Larsh. Happy listening, Frederick. Hey there, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the YRs podcast. I'm your local creative, Jasmine Volante. Today, I'm here with Ethan Larsh. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, Ethan, tell us about yourself. Well, I am a musician. I, I, I am a songwriter and musician. I live in Chambersburg, but I play in Frederick a lot. I've played uh, uh, Bushwallers uh, quite a bit. I've played, um, um, what's that bar? Old Mother. I've played Old Mother mm-hmm. Brewing Company. Uh, Frederick Coffee Company, you know, a lot, a lot of places in Frederick. I, you know, I really like the, the area and I, you know, love the people here. I love playing for the people here. Yeah, I feel like Frederick's a fun place. Um, where did your passion for music begin? Oh, well, I've been playing since I was seven. Like, I started playing piano when I was like seven, and then I um, kind of picked up other things. I, I picked up drums kind of in elementary school, um, guitar, uh, bass you know I kind of picked up everything as I mm-hmm. got older as far as like songwriting I'd say like I've been playing in bands like that kind of started happening I was like 17 17 18 and uh you know I've just been kind of you know cultivating that you know since then and you know trying to listen to as much as I can and write as much as I can and but yeah but but, but for a long time like since I was seven I've been playing instruments where did you find your sound um well I think that that came for, from a lot of things. Like, like, like uh, first and foremost, and this is kind of a pretentious thing, but like, I'm a big Beatles head, mm-hmm. so that's like kind of my my main um, source of like influence. But I think kind of as I got older, I got into different bands, um, particularly like like bands like the Flaming Lips uh, and Wilco. Kind of like this, um, you know, a lot, a lot of psychedelic kind of influence. Um, and, uh, you know, I like them and, and you know, and, and also just playing with different people too. It's like, it's like cause I used to live in Oklahoma city. So I, mm-hmm. I, I played with a lot of people in Oklahoma city and I had kind of a, it's kind of like a jam aesthetic kind of a thing, you know, playing a lot of jam bands and stuff. But when I moved here, I kind of got into more like a kind of garage rock and kind of stuff. I was like really into Ty Siegel and I was playing with a bunch of people that really liked Ty Siegel and, uh. You know, the show's got a little wilder, like, kind of more, a little more, I don't know, I don't know if punk's the right word, but, like, the aesthetic was kind of punk, where, I'd, like, I'd, I'd jump around a lot and stuff, and so it kind, of, it kind of morphed into that, 
And then this, uh, the newer stuff I have, it's like I'm, I'm kind of in a, a, a like I'm listening to all like '70s country kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like I like like Chris Christopherson, uh, Willie Nelson, kind of stuff like that, and uh, kind of the outlaw country kind of genre. So I'm kind of moving toward that, but also with like weird kind of uh, psychedelic tinges from, um, you know, that I, that I have for like the Flaming Lips and maybe like kind of '67 era Beatles kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so the the new, the new stuff's kind of like like my newer stuff's kind of been described as like psychedelic Americana. So that's kind of where I'm heading now. But that's something I like to do too. I really like to genre hop. Like I like to yeah to do something like with every like release I make. I like to have it like you know kind of a different uh, genre, I guess, or or, or something. It's just something new, you know, just because that kind of keeps me entertained. You know, if I I don't I don't like doing the same thing. Yeah, you know I, I mean? feel like it's good to kind of experiment and kind of put your toes in the water into different things. How did you get into starting to do, like, 70s country? Well, I've always liked it. Like, I've always really liked um, Chris Christopherson and, and stuff like Willie Nelson. But also, just on a lyric base, like, I really like the lyrics of, like, 70s country. And then also just, like, I wanted to, like, kind of focus more on, like, trying to, like, make the lyrics, like, the best they could be. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really into this band, um, The Mountain Goats. Have you heard of The Mountain Goats? No. Oh, they're, they're really good. What are they like? Uh, they're kind of folky. I mean, a lot of it's lo-fi kind of stuff. Like, he just would play with, like, a... It's like an acoustic guitar and, like, into, like, a tape machine kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, he got a band recently, like, over the last, like, ten years, he got a band. But, like, but his older stuff's, like, really... It's, like, really raw-sounding. But it's just some, like, the best lyrics ever. Like, he's got this song, um... I think it's called The Best Ever Death Metal Band out of Denton. Okay. And it's just, it's some of the best lyrics, like, ever, in my opinion. Like, I think, what, what's the line? It's like, a, um, it's like, if you punish a person uh, for dreaming his dreams, uh, don't expect him to outpace or outlive you. And then he's like, uh, the best ever death metal band out of Denton. Well, in time, both um, outpace and outlive you, hail Satan, I think is the, is the line. <laughs> this is really good. Where do you find your own inspiration for your own songwriting? Um, I'd say, um, a lot of it comes from, like, a personal place. I'm, I'm trying to be hesitant of how I word this, because I know we can't talk about certain things on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, uh, I, I would, I would say from a personal place, I'd say, like, uh, you know, from my own experiences, but also from, you know, like, like other people's experiences, like, kind of regarding addiction, and, and mine, mine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of, you know, I, I, I like, I, I think, like, I, I mean, kind of made a discovery where if you can make things... You know, if you can write something that comes from like a relatable place that, you know, people around you will, you know, hopefully find it relatable as well. And yeah. They, and even if it, it's if they're they're interpreting the song differently, like the fact that the song came from like, you know, like, like an authentic place, hopefully, like that maybe they'll they'll find it authentic, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What are some struggles you faced in making music? Uh, having enough money to go to studio, yeah. <laughs> just, ra- just raising money to um, um, make it work. I mean, I, I really like recording, um, and but that that's the main thing. It's just like you know, I I, I have a, a, a an attention to detail sometimes that you know I wish I didn't have because I just I just put a lot of money into. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I think that's to make wonderful it. that you do have that attention to detail. Some people they kind of just do whatever, but it's within your own artistry that you find that pure creative creativity and wanting to have that sound sound like that. Yeah, yeah, and I and I and as I'm getting older, it's like I think I'm finding ways to do it like in a way that's cheaper or the way that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I think you you learn different things like each time you go out. You know what I mean? 
and each time I do it, I learn like uh, if I do this differently, I can have it sound the same or better, and I can do it in a cheaper way, kind of a thing. But um, but yeah. <laughs> What's a challenge that you faced recently, and how did you move forward from it? Uh, challenge I find recently. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'll say this this last record, I kind of like. I did it really quickly. I recorded the whole thing in like four days. I did when it. did you do this last record? Um, well, it's coming out in February, mm. um, but I recorded it um, last October. Okay. And um, you know, I, I did it like really quickly. I, I um, and that sounds pretentious, but I, I played I played most of it. Like I played the drums, guitar, bass, vocals, and and I wrote I wrote the um, the parts. Like I wrote, I wrote some brass parts and some string parts for for musicians. And but we got it. We just did it really quickly because I I just. You know, I, I I have kind of a manic kind of side of things when mm-hmm. it comes to music, and like like if I'm in the zone, you know, I just you know, just dive it into just, it. It just all comes out, you yeah. know. So, but I mean, as far as challenges, I mean, like this last record, like other than just getting it paid for, I mean, mm-hmm. really, like um, I didn't really have a lot of challenges. I just I just like uh, got it done. You know. What do you like about recording music versus writing it? Uh, recording it well it, when you write something it's like you know you have like just this this skeleton you know it's just it's this bare thing you know it's like on the guitar but it's fun like when you when you record it like you know you kind of you just see it like you know start from this very small like humble thing and it and it builds into like the kind of a you know this bigger lush you know this lush arrangement for mm-hmm. it so it's like you know you know maybe like you start out a song just like a guitar or like on a piano or something but then you you, know, you you add strings to it, and you add like you add brass, you add um, you know, different you know different little flourishes like you know like like you know I'll put like bells on something. It just it just, it just makes the whole thing just it's just cool. It's just I love that process of just seeing something that's really small and it, you, you see this you know you see it grow in like this finished product. It's uh it's like my it's my favorite. I really <laughs> I really like it a lot. I like that because there's just different ways that you could go about recording something and. To have that skeleton and see it being fleshed out into what it is. <laughs> have you done anything that was um, very unconventional um, in a way of where you used to create and something that kind of turned different? Um, I, I would say, um, like lately, like with my recordings, I'm a lot more... Um, I'm afraid. I mean, I'm definitely like I wouldn't say in a production sense, but in the lyric sense, like I'm not, I'm not afraid. Like I, I've I've kind of lost the fear of being too personal or like, being afraid of like showing too much. I think that's helped. Mm-hmm. I think in a production sense, like I, I've definitely because like the first record and I, I made. Um, it's called uh, Ethan Lush Breaks Hearts as the first record. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, I like that record, but I kind of like I didn't really know how to make record. I didn't. I've never. I never did it before. Mm-hmm. So like, my guitar player, he did a great job. But like you know, I went through him and he kind of produced it. And the, but these last these last two records, like I, I produced them, and you know, I just it's it's much more, um, and I just, it's much more like like uh, validating, I think, for like to, to have your own vision kind of you know seen through. But I did but I did some kind of cool stuff on this last one. Like I would like like I think there's like a bunch of drum fills on this one song um, where it's like a they like detune, so it's like like it kind of like it's hard to explain on. It's okay, but it does. It's it's instead of like it's like it has this like weird like delay kind of. It just you know there's a lot of weird production stuff I put in there kind of. Is there like a formula that you tend to have when you do produce? I'd say there's a formula when I write it. I mean not not and that sounds kind of silly, but but when I write it, it's like you know I definitely. 
you know, I, I have, I, I definitely have a style, mm-hmm. you know, of, of the way I write, like a very, I try to be very like hook driven, you know, mm-hmm. like I, you know, like I, I, you know, kind of like, uh, I mean, I'm not comparing myself to Bob Dylan in, in any sense, but like Bob Dylan, like, like he, he, he had a, um, I read an interview with someone talking about his writing. It's like he always has a phrase he comes back to. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he'll he'll have a phrase like you know, like like just like a woman. Like he's got that song, just like a woman. He'll have that phrase, and then he'll write like around that. You know what I mean? I'm not Bob Dylan, but but I like but I like the the sense that you know of writing where you have like you have a certain hook in mind, and then you can just kind of fill in the blanks around it. I like that. I think it makes the song more memorable and like you said, kind of relatable to the audience to have that idea going around and people to sing the hook. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. What's something that you'd like to improve with your artistry? Something I'd like to improve? Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if improves right away. I, I would definitely like to, to change, to, to do something different. I just want to keep doing something different. Like, like I, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to. Well, well, something I really want to try to improve is, like, like I feel like, because I feel like a lot of art's, like, kind of an amalgamation of, like, what your influence, like, with, the, with anything, it's, like, like what your influences are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the the more you do it, or, the, or how I how I think, or especially music, where it's, like, you know, it's, like, let's, like, I like, you know, I like the Beatles a lot, so it's, like, I could feel like I could, I could just, like, rip off Paul McCartney if I only listen to, you know, Paul McCartney kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you listen, I feel like if you listen to a lot of different people, and kind of like subtly like rip off everybody at once, you know what I mean? You kind of like 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 it's if you if you do that from like like different places, you know you have this this illusion of being original. You know what I mean? Because it's from it's from all different places. Does that make sense? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, yeah. like, that's what references in visual art are like. You see like these different photography things, or you see how like Van Gogh emulated their their paint strokes. You kind of just see different inspirations that you could take from other people yeah it is different when you were to like only get inspiration from paul mccartney versus yeah. and i even like, i even and i didn't interrupt you, but, you but, I, but i even heard that from the beatles like like from mm-hmm. paul, there's a paul mccartney influence it's like where it's like we we're the best like thieves it's like we stole from everybody <laughs> yeah but, the, but you know they, they stole from enough people and like enough like eclectic people or an eclectic range of people to where it's like it kind of creates their Mm-hmm. Their own unique voice through that, and I, I think I read an interview with Bowie kind of saying something similar too. But yeah, that's cool about the Van Gogh stuff. Like, like, do, do you find that just with your art? Like, do you like, like, when you when you paint, like, do you, do you like gather from different people? Yeah, but um, I'm currently in this class where I'm not allowed to take any pieces of art from other people as reference. I have to take it from like just photography or just photos. So something That's very cool. plain and make it my own. So I kind of hear from like what your perspective is from music to kind of get different pieces. And, and I'll say too, people. like it's not it's not necessarily when I say that, it's not necessarily like I'm going to steal like this David oh, Bowie. No. Like, it's more it's more like like I like how the drums sound mm-hmm. and like a David Bowie sound, like a particular David Bowie yeah. song. But I also like maybe like how um you know this this brass section in, in a Sufjan Stevens song yeah. sounds, you know, and then then or you know or and then you know, like I like how um you know the drums sound like a flaming lips. So you, you mm-hmm. put them all together and it kind of yeah. But I, I think that's which kind of you're talking about exactly. Too, and then for just taking things, I feel like as artists we are the best thieves and creating it into our own self. Because at this point we have the internet at our fingertips and we're here just to like listen how oh this song sounds like. Maybe we could emulate that sort of vision onto our own things. Yeah, and that's an, and that's another thing too. Um, as far as um, like with the internet and just like the technology, especially music-wise, I don't know about art-wise, but I feel like you know with with music, you know you could 
as far as the production goes, you know, you could relatively cheaply like make the production as, as balls of the wall as you want. Mm. You know, there's there's so much technology where you can, you know, something that, you know, if they had done it in the 60s or 70s would be like this, this crazy, you know, um, technical thing. Mm-hmm. You can do it really easily now. Like you can do it like, excuse me, but you can do it, you can do it like super easy now, you know. Have you done any analog recording or producing? Um, a little bit, not not in not in great length. Um, I, I've I've released a couple like like well, no, I, I haven't. <laughs> Short answer, I haven't. But but at the same time, it's like like I mean, I, I well, actually, that's not true. I, I did some with them. Do you know Jake Kimberly from Flooded? Mm-hmm. He's got a great band. Um, he's in this band called Flooded. They're they're incredible. But he he's really big on analog recording, you know. And he, and he makes it. I, I think and I think it's just different things for different people. Like I think like you know. Somebody like Jake, I think Jake like kind of likes those limitations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it, it forces him. I think it forces him to be more creative and like if he, with these kind of old, with older equipment, which is I mean that's a very like white stripes kind of like school of thought too. Where like if you use like older equipment, um, you know, and, and just think, if, like the more limitations you have, like the more it forces you to, to you know just make your own, put good. Mm-hmm. But it's all different schools of thought. Like I like being able just to like, you know do anything I like what I could want to on a whim. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but but his thought's not wrong. Like and his and his band's incredible, especially a lot. I mean, if you haven't seen them, they're great. It's like it's kind of um do you like doom metal kind of stuff? Like mm, doom music? It it's kind of like a mood thing if I'm feeling that. Yeah, but but it's really it's like really kind of like it's melodic and it's like it's it's almost like poppy. But okay. it's but, but super heavy. Yeah. Like super heavy. I I really it like it's it's a great band. You've talked recently about how you performed in Frederick. How was that like for you? I love playing Frederick. I think that Frederick, um, um, particularly those Bushwaller shows, like when I play a, 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 with a band at Bushwaller, mm-hmm. I mean, they really just, you know, they 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 go hard. You yeah, know, and, and it's very and it's very validating because it's like you know because I used to play like you know I would go because I play a lot of bar to make money. I do like a mm-hmm. little bar band stuff. You know, it's like Sweet Caroline kind yeah. of you know, which is a little soul sucking at times. But I, I I went there. It's like you know they don't really like just kind of go hard like regardless. I should mm-hmm. just like play my own stuff and I started doing that and it's like you know they still go hard and it's like it's very it's very validating it's like okay so it's like my stuff can yeah you know hold up you know I don't have to hide behind this like veneer of like like you know songs that songs people know I can like you know do my own stuff and have a good reaction like I you know I really I'm thankful for that yeah I we met at one of your Bushwaller shows but it was like a solo thing yeah and that was all that was most of the (laughs) how was that um, how is playing solo versus playing in a band like for you? Oh, I love playing with with a band like so much more. I mean, like I I do it solo sometimes. I mean, it's got like that's. I mean, I do like the solo piano gigs because like those are mostly like like a lot of those are requests and like winging them all. I'm winging, mm-hmm. I'm winging most of it. <laughs> so it's kind of like as as far as like um like a challenge just to like it's like hey do you know this like you know garth brooks song and then like without practicing it just kind of like see if i can do it you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> just kind of wing it <laughs> yeah I like think so i asked the, you the, once the, to do like a fallout boy and then you were like yeah let me just look it up on my phone yeah there's kind of like a chaos to that where it's like you know so which i like but i mean but but obviously it's like you know you want to like in a perfect world like you'd want to play like your own yeah but but i think with a band like you can kind of get away with um you know, get away with like playing your own stuff as long as there's an, an energy there. Like mm-hmm. if you if you can deliver that energy, I think people like regardless of what you're playing. Like if you if they can feed that feed on that, like you're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's infectious, and I think that you know, you know, if you're having a good time, they're having a good time. Has there been any performances in particular that stand out to you in the Frederick area? 
Yeah. I mean, there was one where I played, um, I had this song called Death Wish, mm-hmm. and uh, a pit formed at Bushwallers. I wasn't, what? A, yeah, I wasn't expecting <laughs> There was a pit. That was <laughs> like, kind of cool. Yeah. I feel like that's like a lot of energy for you to yeah. have like a little pit in the, like, in the yeah, little back like, they're of all, They're all like pushing each other. <laughs> oh, sorry, Chris. They're, 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 all push, they're all pushing each other. And like, I was like, man, it's like, this is cool. So I got in there with them. Like, I like, I like was like, like, cause it's so small. Yeah. You know, so I was yeah. just ran in there and like, we're all like, just being tossed around like a rag doll, you know, while playing yeah. guitar. Really that fun. That's so cool. Where, how do you balance out your, your performing, your songwriting, all that kind of jazz to your personal life? Um... I mean, it's, it's it pretty much is my personal life. I mean, like like I, mean, I, I view songwriting as like uh, you know as a kind of a hobby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's something I, I enjoy doing. Like playing live shows is something I enjoy doing. So I just I just honestly I just try to put all my especially now because I'm, I'm I'm doing music full time now. Oh, so, congratulations! Well, I wouldn't say it's congratulations. It's more, it's more of a necessity that I did it. <laughs> oh, okay. It's because I lost my job. <laughs> oh, gotcha. That's how we feel that. But, but you yeah. know, maybe it's like that turnaround. Well, no, I think it's a good thing because it's like I, I think I'm good at it. You know, and I, I really enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And like you know, I, I think that's just like to me like 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 losing my job like that was just kind of like a sign like. You know, I should just focus on that. Like, I should yeah. do, you know, I should do music because, like, you know, I think people like the shows. Like, I like the show. I like doing the shows, mm-hmm. and I like I like writing. So I just, you know, go and all go on on that for a little bit. Do you only write for yourself, or do you do any, any um, other writing for people? I, I've written for other people before. I, I've written the song. I, I've done things before too, where it's like if people have like, you know, if they started a song and they can't finish it, like I'll, I'll like, you know, I'll, I'll like write like a, another verse for them or like a chorus or something, mm-hmm. like kind of finish people's finished ideas kind of thing because I, I like doing that like I'm really good at like with other people like, like, like it's interesting I've never like co-written with anybody like in a band setting because I'm very like totalitarian I'll just like take over everything mm. I'll just be like the dictator and just like tell everybody what to do <laughs> but I'm really good at like if, if somebody has like if I have a friend who's like who's written something and they're like you know they're missing like a verse or they're mm-hmm. missing a chorus I can I can put that in there and then you know and I'll just give it I'll just give it to them yeah, yeah. um what do you like the most about making music? Um, I think just before I was saying, I just like I just like the seeing something start out like you know it it starts out this very concrete thing, where it's very basic. You're playing with a guitar and like mm-hmm. your voice, and it's just this really this simple thing. And I like just seeing like how far you can take that. You know how like any either in a live setting or a uh, um, you know or a recorded setting. Like I like the idea of arrangement, and I like that like. You know, and especially like if you write a song like you know like like for instance like that I think I mentioned Wilco before earlier it's like like I like like there's this great album they have called Yankee Hotel Foxtrot and they just came out with a deluxe like version of it and every and they're all great songs it's a, it's a great album but when they recorded it they recorded each song like five completely different ways so mm. it'd be like a they'd be like a slow version there'd be like a really up tempo version there'd be like a weird experimental like psychedelic version and like new so they they want you know I like that that you can have like this one like you know idea you know, and just stretch it like you you can take it any conceivable way you want to. And I think that's something that like that's my favorite thing about music, just how how malleable, you know, it is. That's cool. I never thought about it that way. Uh, what do you like about performing? Oh, I love performing. Um I love everything about it. I love I love the well also I thrive off validation. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think mm-hmm. I think I think mostly I think most artists are that way. It's like especially like you know, whether it be like visual or whether it be um you know making music it's like you you want people like what 
like what's that? There's a C on Steven Stevens line I like where he's like, you know, what's the point of singing songs if they, if they never hear you? Mm-hmm. You're like I, I really vibe with that. Like you want to, you know, you want to show people what you did because like like what's part of it's like for me is just sharing it, you know, and like and, and that's another thing too. It's like I really don't know if it's good or not unless like someone just tells me it's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's hard to like I, I read that about um what's his name? You know Andy Samberg, the guy from SNL who does the he does the songs like the digital shorts like um. Like I'm a, not familiar. Like the I'm on a boat. He does that song. Like he does all these like silly like kind of songs. But like he would make these little videos. But he said that like you know he did, he thought they were funny. Like you know he thought they were funny. But he have no idea if like the audience actually felt like they were funny or not. Like mm-hmm. until like until he put he put it out. You know what I mean? And then you know then they, they laughed at it. Then it's like okay that's funny. It's not just <laughs> it's not just me who likes it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's the the validation. It comes from like with, not just within. I feel like when you create something, especially with music, there is the sense of gathering this audience and to have that out, outside external validation honestly does make a difference within your creativity. I think so because you don't want to like just like, you know, like you, you write something, you're all jazzed about it and it's like, man, that really sucks, bro. You know, you don't hear, you don't hear that. <laughs> like that's, there's, not, there's nothing as much as a vibe killer. It's just people like, yeah. you know, and I feel like there's no way to really, you know, especially as a musician, there's really not a way to... to you know, get that reaction unless you perform it, mm-hmm. you know, unless you play it for somebody. And then, like, you know, if they're like, hell yeah, brother, then it's like, <laughs> I was like okay. <laughs> you know? Nice, nice. Okay, so where can people listen to your music? Um, you can catch me on uh, streaming platforms, Spotify, um, Apple Music, YouTube, um, pretty much all of them. Um, I got a couple records. I have Ethan Lash Breaks Hearts and my, uh, Ethan Lash Breaks Hearts. It's my first one. And then I have The Emperor. Which is uh, my second record, and I'm coming out with a a new record in um, uh, in February called "Into Thine Kingdom of Heaven," mm-hmm. which is uh, as you probably surmise has some Christian themes or some religious themes, um, and uh, I'm kind of excited about that one. I think that's going to be a really good one. Yeah, and where can people contact you or um, find you online? Um, you can check me out on Instagram. I think it's just Ethan Larsh. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Is that really pathetic? That I don't know. What I, mean. I think it's just Ethan Larsh. I think maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just Ethan Larsh <laughs> at Ethan Larsh on Instagram. You can message me if you want to. Yeah, you know, if you want to book me for a show, or if you just, if you just want to say hi, you know, I'm I'm down for that too. You know, at Ethan Larsh. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you, Ethan, for coming by. Yeah, thanks. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's my pleasure to have you. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning into the Why Arts Podcast, Frederick. We appreciate your support and are thrilled that you enjoyed Ethan Larsh's performance. A special thank out goes to our host, Jasmine Volante, for guiding us through this insightful interview. We couldn't have done it without our talented producer, Robin Smith, and our dedicated director, Anthony Brock. Their hard work and expertise have made this podcast possible. We also would like to express our gratitude towards the YMCA for providing us with this platform to showcase local artists like Ethan Larsh. Their commitment to supporting the arts and fostering creativity is truly commendable. As we wrap up this episode, we hope that you've been inspired by Ethan's music and his journey as a singer-songwriter. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes of the Why Arts Podcast, where we continue to celebrate and uplift the local arts community. Until next time, Frederick, keep supporting the arts and keep listening. I got a crew, we're gonna break this place tonight. We're gonna rob, we're gonna steal Every goddamn thing inside
diamond rings, gold chains, elemental delight. And I won't go down, won't go down without a fight. Just this once, babe, I'm not a talk. You've heard me bark that bark. Well, now I'm gonna walk that walk. Even if you see me end up outlined in chalk. Well, I'm gonna make sure that you're the big girl on the block. Couldn't track. 